You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. OMG, you guys, it's episode 115 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey gang, it's Sean back at you with another exciting episode. Have we got a special treat for you today? Last week, we had Steve, one of the hosts of A Play on Nerds podcast, and this week, continuing the Play on Nerd series, we have Jarman. Hey, Jarman. Hello. How's it going, Sean? It's great. How are you? Fantastic. <laughs> good. Glad to hear it. It's uh, good to finally be here because I've been listening to your show since the beginning. I Both of your shows. I appreciate that. You know what also is exciting for me? We recently just passed the two-year mark of the Soul Forge podcast. You're finally on the show. Listeners may recognize your voice right now uh, as the introduction. The Soul Forge. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> so it's exciting to have you here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate it immensely myself. Uh, so this is going to be like a, uh, a back-to-back weekly uh, a Play on Nerds double feature, which is uh, kind of awesome. Hey, we appreciate the publicity, so thanks. <laughs> Def- definitely. We, we always need publicity here in the podcast land. Exactly. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your podcast? Uh, so Play on Nerds is basically your standard two dudes talking about pop culture and nerdy stuff. Uh, you would know nothing about that, right, Sean? I uh, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, our, we usually focus more on movies and film, but we do like a little news section in the beginning that could cover science or um, our nature, uh, but a lot, a lot of film news and pop culture news. But then we usually focus on one particular film we'll talk about for a whole episode and give it a review. Very silly. Uh, some trailer reviews, also pretty popular with uh, the Russ Robot podcast as well. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, just a unique take that we have as uh, two friends. Him, my co-host Steve and I have been friends for like 20 years now, and uh, he's the more surly one, and I'm the more friendly one. Also familiar to the Ro- Russ Robot podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. You're like me, and uh, Steve is like Josh. Exactly. They have a, they have opinions, and they like sharing them. Yeah. Why, why we don't Why we don't do more crossovers? I'm not sure. Yeah, that would be fun to have like a big uh, round table where they just yell at each other and we sit back and relax. We should do that one day. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Uh, so you are also a voice actor, as we know, because you did the introduction for Soul Forge all those years ago. Yes. Uh, why don't you go ahead and plug your stuff in case any of our listeners uh, would like to use your services? Oh, sure. Appreciate it. So my website is JarmanVoices.com. And so the majority of the work I do these days is typically audiobooks. So I do a lot of um, romance audiobooks. I do uh, some sci-fi. 
but a lot of also VO work in general lies in corporate narration and e-learning. That's actually where the less glamorous stuff is, but that's where the majority of voiceover work is. There's a lot of it out there. Um, so I've done a few little independent video games and uh, animation here and there. Um, Wasteland 3 is probably my biggest title. It's the same guys who made the Fallout series. They made Wasteland. Uh, so that was kind of cool. But um, yeah, so just check out JarmanVoices.com and see some of my stuff. Excellent. And uh, this is like your full-time job, right? You don't have like a like a like something else that you do. That's correct. And the, the the majority of the bills get paid by those lovely audiobooks. So it's a, it's a good time. But it's taken about six years to get where I am now. And I'm constantly trying to improve and take classes and lessons and uh, improv classes and just kind of better myself constantly and do better as we all are on the Soul Forge. That's right. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Improving our lives and being better people. Exactly. You got it. Okay. So um, we had a few different topics that we wanted to discuss, but for this week, what we thought we would do is touch on atheism, what it means to be an atheist and so on. Sure. Uh, and actually, uh, before we started recording, you told me that uh, you have an atheist podcast on the horizon. Yes, I, I'm planning one right now where basically I will be sitting down in person with uh, hopefully a lot of local religious um, leaders in the community. They could be pastors, preach, um, pastors priests, uh, imams, any kind of religion. I want to sit down with them and kind of talk to them about how they got to have their religion and why they believe in what they believe. And then kind of challenge them with some questions about uh, why they believe these things. And then let them ask me as an atheist any questions they have for an atheist. And the biggest part of it is just to promote a positive view of atheism where not all atheists are condescending jerks because – the loudest ones out there are typically kind of condescending and they don't let people finish talking. And so I want to make a new kind of um, impression on people that atheists can be good people, too. I like it. Uh, are you going to try to make these people question their faith or is it just a conversation? I think it's just a conversation because I doubt I'll change any minds just by that one conversation. But the idea is um, other, other podcasts and books and TV shows have helped people kind of change their views over time. I know some of my family members, I've talked with them over several years and eventually they kind of, they, they do kind of transition over to being more agnostic or atheist. And so it won't necessarily be for that person I'm, I'm talking to, to change their mind, but maybe it'll change somebody's mind who's listening or give them some questions they can ask themselves about their religion as well. That's, that's awesome. And I don't think there's too many other uh, podcasts out there like that, are there? Not really, because I listen to a lot of atheist podcasts, but typically they, they take calls and they'll um, as soon as they say something that they don't, uh, so the, the person calling in says something they don't like, they'll just cut them off and just be rude to them. And I'm like, mm. I want to give this person time to like actually talk and give their story. And so I can get a better idea of where they're coming from and on a personal level and then kind of connect with them and kind of show them where I'm coming from. And that I'm a human being too, and that we can, you know, live together in harmony. <laughs> Kumbaya. We can, all, we, we can all get along no matter what we believe. Exactly. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, do you, have you already reached out to people? Have you not thought, yet? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, I've actually just set up my dining room for a podcast set up with an interview guest. So it's just now setting up the like physical parts of it. I have to figure out a name for the podcast, all that kind of stuff, and then I'll start reaching out to actual people to have it ready to go when they're ready to just talk to me. So yeah. Uh, okay. Well, actually, that was my next question. If you had a name or registered a domain yet or anything like that, but you're you're right at the very beginning. Exactly. Very early stages, but I'm still excited about it. Uh, yeah, I know. I'll listen to it. That's for sure. Oh, cool. 
Live from Chicken Town, this is the Flopcast, a podcast obsessed with comic books, Saturday morning cartoons, conventions, music, stuff from the 70s and 80s that nobody else remembers, and chickens. It'll be the silliest half hour of your week. You can find us at flopcast.net and on the ESO network. I'm the mayor of Chicken Town, and I approve this message. you maybe practice your first episode with me let's just uh get into it and see how you would do it and then sure. um, we'll go from there so i think something i want to start with with each guest i talk to is let them know where i'm coming from with my definition of atheism because they might believe something that's uh, perpetrated by pop culture and that kind of thing which is that atheists say there is no god and you're dumb for thinking there is one which is not where i'm coming from and most atheists i talk to aren't coming from that position either um what i i'm an atheist in the way that most people think of agnostic but basically i'm an agnostic atheist so uh gnostic is the knowing part of it and theism is the the belief part of it so i'm agnostic because i don't know and i'm atheist because i don't actively believe in anything hmm. um so we were talking about definitions before the show a little bit, like on Merriam-Webster's dictionary it says a lack of belief or a strong disbelief in the existence of a god or any gods. And that's that's true. It's saying I don't actively believe in anything. Um, that doesn't mean I don't believe there is a god because that's that's kind of a belief in itself. So if I say I believe there is no god, I would then need to present evidence to show there is no god. So when I just say I don't know, there's no burden of proof on me to prove anything because I'm not making any claims. So when someone says to me, I believe in Thor, uh, like as an actual God being, they'd have to show some evidence for their claim. Whereas I say, I don't know if Thor exists. I don't have to prove anything. So it's kind of like a it's a much easier position to be in than um, saying I need to prove there is no God or something. OK, so it's uh, what's the best way to uh, describe this? Not that it's wishy washy. It's just that, hey, I don't know. So I'm, I'm not going to uh, state a belief either way. Exactly. And actually, so that comes up a lot in my conversations with theists, people who believe in a God. They say, well, you're not you don't have any convictions. You're not picking a side. And I say, well, yeah, I'm not picking a side because I haven't shown been shown enough evidence to pick that side. Um, so it's kind of like you don't believe in something until you're given evidence to believe that it, it's the case. Kind of where I'm coming from. So that's why I'd want to put that out there to anyone I'm talking to on the podcast or otherwise. And you just to show where I'm coming from, from my side of things. Yeah, no, I like that. That's uh, it's, it's kind of. I, I don't really know. I don't have knowledge. I'm I'm open to whatever, but I'll have to wait and see kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And then I kind of asked the person like you, where where do you come from with your kind of religious beliefs and what has your journey been? Ah, okay. Well, let's uh, let's go into that then, I guess. Um, raised Roman Catholic, never went to church. Mom mm. was a big believer in God and all that kind of stuff, but we didn't go to church for whatever reason. Uh, went a few times and it was always weird. Um, weird how uh, it it just it was a totally different lifestyle that i wasn't used to right you know um get up sit down go eat this bread drink some wine just (laughs) all all kinds of weird stuff that uh i wasn't familiar with gotcha and and then um it would always be say your prayers before bed shawnee you know so uh for for a while for a long time actually i i think i would uh say prayers in my head And, and then I guess uh, all that went out the window when I uh, when I lost my son about 14 years ago. Lost all faith in a higher power because how could that happen to me? Right. So uh, n- never really said prayers again, actually. And um, and and now I think 
I guess agnostic is probably where I stand. I just, I don't know. I would like there to be like a, a higher power of some kind, but I just don't know. For sure. I call that a lot on uh, these discussions, like the problem of evil, uh, because we, why is there so much evil in the world and children dying needlessly? And if there's a caring, all loving God out there, and that's a big problem for Christians to kind of deal with or other religions, because why would he let that happen? And there's not really a good answer for that um, unless there's just a God who is there who's also just a dick. So, <laughs> so right. you have to answer the, ask that question of yourself. Uh, and then, of course, is there free will or, or did the did the great maker set it and forget it and just let it run by itself? Or are we all in a simulation? Right. And that's the thing of like a lot of deists or people who believe there's some kind of God who doesn't get involved at all. And then in that case, I was asked them, then why do we care about believing him or not? So because if he doesn't do anything or affect anything, then does he really even exist in the first place? You know, it's like it doesn't really matter at that point. So. It's a lot of uh, unusual beliefs, but got to ask the questions. So basically, you haven't gone to church in probably a long time, I would assume. Uh, when was the last time I went to church? Um, probably for a funeral or a wedding, maybe? Right. Yeah, but to actually go, uh, probably an Easter celebration when I was with uh, my son's mom, because she would oh, okay. make us go to church uh, at Christmas and thank, uh, no, Easter, Easter and Christmas. I used to call that Creasters. <laughs> just like Christmas and Easter. <laughs> yep, twice a year, and that's it. And I'm like, oh, do we have to go? And she's like, yes, it's important. But it You're ruining to... Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that's me, ruining Christmas. Yeah. yeah, for me, I was in um, middle school, and my parents were Lutheran at the time, um, which is kind of like an offshoot of Catholicism. It's pretty close. Um, but they were starting me in confirmation course classes, which basically will confirm you as a Lutheran. Um, and the teacher brought up the fact that she thought dinosaurs were planted in the ground by Satan to fool the non-believers. And it's crazy because the Lutheran church isn't even that radical or crazy, like maybe some Southern Baptist churches and that kind of thing that go a little kind of far in that direction. But after I heard that, I just went down a rabbit hole of investigating things myself and claims that the Bible would make. And I just said, I, I can't believe this stuff anymore. I just can't. So I had a conversation with my mom like in seventh grade and said, I'm just, I can't go back to this class. I'm not Christian anymore. Um, and thankfully she was supportive, but just, but sad, you know, she wanted me to be Christian and that's kind of I've been a little atheist ever since, since seventh grade. <laughs> so about 12 years old. Yeah, pretty much. So it's been a good 21 years since I've been an atheist. Wow. So you, you've always had uh, such strong convictions throughout most of your life, would you say? about? Things? I think so. Yeah, and I think the big thing is that um, there's a, a problem of people who are, get a new belief, they kind of do it too hardcore. Uh, that's true with atheists or with Christians or anybody. So like when I was a new atheist, I was condescending and a, kind of a jerk about it and mm. maybe insinuated people were stupid for believing what they believe. But then after a while, I you know, figured out that was a horrible way about going about things. And a lot of new Christians that I meet are kind of the same way. They condescend to people and think that their beliefs are real and how could you not believe what they believe? But then they kind of calm down after you know many years, hopefully. Right. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's where I'm at now is trying to be respectful and try to say, this is my perspective. I It'd be cool if you had my same perspective, but we're all different for a reason. So let's you know enjoy each other's company. Live and let live. Exactly. Unless that's the problem. That's the reason why there's activists in atheism to try to reduce uh, religion, especially in politics, because that's the version of not letting live and let live where they're they're governing by their religious principles and then inflicting their their rules on people that, you know, infringes their rights, basically. So the more we can get religion out of politics, uh, that would be great because then no one's being dictated what to do because of a religion um, and everyone can celebrate their own religion privately, just not uh, not governed by it. You know, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, now, the the most famous atheist, I guess, w would you say it's Richard Dawkins? 
Yeah, Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, I'd say we're probably the two up there in our generation anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, years and years ago, I read The God Delusion, and, and that really opened up my mind. That was probably, well, maybe 10 years ago now. Uh, do you have a whole bookshelf of atheism books, or...? I actually don't. It's, it's kind of like my black hole in this area, because I just... Um, I actually probably would have more religious books on my on my shelf than I do atheist books. And I never read The God Delusion. I um, I listen to tons of Richard Dawkins talks and Christopher Hitchens talks. And uh, one of the other uh, guys I really like these days is Matt Dillahunty. Um, he's on the Atheist Experience uh, podcast you can listen to. He's based out of Austin, Texas. He's gotten very, very popular. So now he's done debates with Richard Dawkins um, a couple times and Sam Harris, who I'm, you know, OK about. Mm-hmm. But uh, they have uh, yeah, great discussions. So I, I was listening to hours and upon hours of that and just talking with real people. And uh, but the problem was with Richard Dawkins a little bit, Matt Dillahunt even more, is that they constantly cut people off and condescend to them. Yes. And so I'm like, I love the things he's saying. I love the philosophy he brings up and the uh, logical fallacies so people don't think in the wrong way. But then he just undercuts it by being rude. And so it just doesn't get the word across. Because he's too out there and um, he's not fun or nice. Yeah, yeah so, definitely so not fun. <laughs> it, it turns people off right away. Absolutely. And you don't want to do that. You want to, if you want to bring people to your side, you got more flies with honey than, you know, that's, a stick. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's very vinegary. Yeah, that's what it was. Vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> <Not a stick. laughs> Same thing though, but yeah. Okay. How, how much does being an atheist affect your day-to-day life? Is it pretty, uh, like very little or is it something that comes up quite often or well, that's a good question um it comes up when you're on dating websites like i am now because uh <laughs> there's not many people out especially in florida where i live in the bible belt of the u.s where people there's a lot more christian than anything else uh, it's harder to find in that category somebody like that um but on an average i think the way it comes up is that it's made me more skeptical about everything mm-hmm. um it's kind of nice to be and skeptical doesn't mean like I don't trust anyone or anything. It's just a matter of like, well, let me see evidence for anything before I believe it blindly. Like, uh, you know, politicians or um, or whatever celebrities say on TV or any kind of rumors that go around with my friends, you know, kind of makes you get a more skeptical mindset about everything. And it doesn't make you cynical. It just means that you're saying, well, let me see evidence of that before I think, you know, John cheated on his girlfriend or something. Mm-hmm. Um so it just kind of makes you have a, you know, I don't know, I think it's easier to live this way and you don't get into as many traps and you don't make as many mistakes if you're a little more skeptical minded. Uh, so would you say you're more mindful, the new buzzword that's going around? Sure. Yeah, I think so. Mindful of uh, everyday decisions and, and perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's get back to the whole, uh, the dating thing. Um, <laughs> so you're on a dating website, you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you dated non or dated Christians before, or is that pretty much all there is? So that's what you have to date. Uh, yeah, like the last two serious girlfriends I had were Christian. One was um, Catholic, and she was just kind of a you know casual Catholic, kind of like not really practicing. And then um, my next girlfriend for that, she used to be a youth pastor, mm. um, and she had um, she, well, she was kicked out of her church because she was becoming very popular, and the church didn't like that a female was becoming too popular, so they oh, kicked geez. her out. Basically, okay. it's a little more complicated than that, but it's terrible, you know. So, yeah. um, as a consequence, she has very progressive, uh, very liberal views about Christianity, and so it didn't really butt heads with my beliefs very much because she wasn't infringing on anybody's rights, and she was very progressive, and it was about you know. The, the way you'd want a Christian to act as far as being a good Christian and helping people and never putting anybody down or discriminating and that kind of thing. So it was it was compatible, but it was still tough at times. We'd had some arguments over that kind of thing. But it hasn't been uh, too much of a hindrance to you in your life? 
No, not as of yet. But as I go forward, I think as far as like raising children and that kind of thing, if I ever want to do that, that I'd want, kind of want to raise them in a, a skeptical home, not force them to be atheists, but just be like, here's all the religions out there. This is what, you know, mommy and daddy believe that they're isn't necessarily any gods unless we see evidence for it. But if you go out there and you believe that you want to be a Baha'i or a Christian or whatever, we'll support you as long as you have, you know, good reason for it. You know, that's all. So open minded, open minded. Exactly. Excellent. That's uh, that's very progressive of you. <laughs> I hope so. I try to be. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's great. Um, is, is there anything else you think we should discuss about this that uh, you would like our listeners to know about uh, being an atheist or atheism in general? Uh, well, a big thing that comes up a lot is uh, can atheists have morality? And they say, if there's no God, then uh, why wouldn't you just run around killing people and stealing things? And um, I, I ask them when they tell me this, I'm like, so you're saying tomorrow if you found out there was no God, you'd go kill people? And they say, no. And I said, well, then why would I? <laughs> so, right. Does that make any sense? Um, and I, 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 I kind of steal this from Matt Dillahunty, the guy on the Atheist Experience podcast. But his, his uh, moral, his reality for morals is that it's based everything off, um, oh, what does he say? Uh, the good of all, basically, the good of the community also affects you. So you stealing from people in the long run isn't going to help you any. So you can really take it back to if it's going to be good for you, also be good for others. It just come, it comes back around. It's, it's kind of like a more reality-based thing of karma, that if you go around killing people or hurting people or treating people poorly, it's going to come back and bite you in the butt. So if if you don't even feel the need to be nice to people, if you are nice to people, good things will happen to you. And so it, it can be all around based off selfishness, mm -hmm. but it still it makes you be good to others and good to yourself. So, okay. yeah. And a quote I have from Ricky Gervais I wanted to say about atheism before we go is uh, he says, it's a strange myth that atheists have nothing to live for. It's the opposite. We have nothing to die for. We have everything to live for, which I thought was kind of neat. Oh, I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Because basically, if there's no afterlife, then it's all right now. You got to make the best of it because this is all there is. Live your best life. Absolutely, that's you a know, big buzzword too. <laughs> it, it's it's true. It's true. But you don't need a higher moral authority up in the sky to tell you to be a good person. Exactly. Basically, I guess what we've learned is that atheists are people too. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and and you're not belligerent, and you're not forcing me to uh, not believe in something. And I'm sure when you do your podcast. Uh, you won't be forcing those people to not believe in their things either. Absolutely not. And if they can give me proof for God, I'd be really happy and I'll accept it. I'll, I'll take it right there. Sure. So you're <laughs> open-minded. It's good. Absolutely. All right. And so once again, uh, to people, if they want to find you, it's germanvoices.com. Yep. And also a play on nerds.com. Uh, yes. Don't forget to play on nerds, folks. It's one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Oh, thanks. I am not just blowing smoke up your ass either. So, <laughs> so, Jarman, what I would like for you to do when you do start your podcast, I would like you to either come back and promote it or send me a uh, like a, an MP3 voice clip uh, telling the listener all about your new show. Could you do that for us? Absolutely. That'd be great. Thank you. You're very welcome. That'd be fantastic. Looking forward to that show. Thanks for being on Soulforge. It's been a pleasure. This is a, a double feature Play on Nerds co-host extravaganza uh, listeners don't forget to check out soulforgepodcast.com leave a review in any iTunes or Stitcher or App Store that you have tell all your friends about us check out a play on nerds and remember everyone you will ever meet knows something you don't this has been another episode of the Soulforge Podcast find us on Twitter at soulforgepod or email the show via soulforgepodcast at gmail.com Soulforge is a production of Sean Vanderloo and Friends 
You can find Sean on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. Remember to visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links and share the show with everyone you know. Thanks for stopping by the forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit. On Facebook, we had our wonderful good friend of the show, Sean Vanderloo, say another great episode as always for Child's Play 3. Thank you so much, Sean Vanderloo. Hey, fellow nerds. It's Sean here from the Rusted Robot Podcast saying you're listening to Steve and German on a play on nerds. Keep it nerdy, my friends. And a shout out to Sean Vanderloo because on Sunday we are going to be recording an episode of Soul For Pod- Soul Forge podcast together. The Soul Forge. That's right. And he uh, messaged me after he messaged you, uh, the, the jerk. And so I'm, I'm going to be uh, recording an episode with him as well on Soul Forge. So, Ooh, do you know your topic yet? I don't. What's your topic going to be? We are going to be talking about moving. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, so check that out soul forge podcast i'll be a guest star the soul forge and uh thanks sean for having me on preemptively yeah absolutely he likes you better he called you first <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> no uh, i reached out to him oh you did yeah i didn't know that you didn't even tell me this well we there was a while where we didn't record a lot that's true that's true that's true that's true well it's a good show soul forge feel betrayed. it covers a lot of uh, bases in, in life and the universe and everything so he has this great like three-part series about his first time having sex and losing his virginity to a lesbian <laughs> and then she comes on the show it's real good i highly recommend oh yeah they're good friends now and uh yeah it's great the thing it's i would have warned him about from the get-go is that he uses everyone's real names when he tells these stories and i'm like that's gonna bite you in the butt and at one point it did one of his exes was like i heard that you were talking about me in your show that's not cool <laughs> she got pissed all right so be careful there. out there sean this has been a broadcast of the eso network Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the TeePublic store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.